Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Hey there, welcome to a sunny, frigid morning in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, November 13th, 2019. A day that will go down in history. Unfortunately, this program is up against that history since the uh, formal impeachment uh, inquiry uh, into Donald Trump is uh, starting uh, right now as I speak. I am going to assume some of you are there. I'm going to assume a lot of you aren't. Um, I would not be there. Personally, I would, I would want to watch this. On the other hand, um, I can, I'm sure, access anything I need to access at a later uh, date, such as, such as the joys of uh, the technology that exists now. So um, <clears throat> that said, there's quite a bit to talk about, and uh, Ryan Dito is going to be joining us uh, midway uh, to talk about. There's, there's a a few um, issues, uh, local issues of interest to me, and um, we're going to maybe talk to him about uh, some of some of those. Uh, well, <laughs> let me get first to my favorite story, which is about the cat, the shelter cat. You've seen this, right? You've heard about it. I love this cat. Um, do you think I have any information on this cat? I don't know. Uh, the cat is uh, was in a shelter, and I'm not even sure where. Uh, maybe in Texas. And, um, well, damn it, I had it here. Here it is. Here it is. Uh, so this is a cat that obviously is brilliant and is in the shelter and just could not tolerate being in a prison. Um, and this shelter actually was less prison-like than a lot of others, excuse me, um, because it had for cats a, a common room where all the cats would uh, be in one large room together rather than stuck uh, individually uh, in little cages. So, at night, when all of the people were gone from the shelter, for some reason all the cats escaped the common room. And surveillance was put up to find out what was happening, and it turned out that it was one cat, a cat named Quilty, who, in an effort to escape himself, literally opened the door to the common room, thus letting all the other felines out. And the way Quilty did this is unbelievable. He would jump jump up, hurl himself against the door, which had a latch, you know, like this, not a knob, but a that you pull down. And he would keep trying to get that latch down so the door would unlock. 
And damn if he didn't open the door. I mean, throwing his body up and out. I mean, he did it without opposable thumbs. He did it without all the things that you would think are required. And bang, the door would open and Quilty would run. And the others as well. So once they identified Quilty as the culprit, he was put in solitary confinement. Do you believe that? They stuck him in an entirely different room and damned if he didn't still manage to get out. He snuck out when people came in. He, he was, he's obviously the most brilliant cat ever. And, you know, the shelter started posting um, updates <laughs> on Quilty's uh, capers. And, of course, a thousand people immediately wanted to adopt him. Um, he made his way onto, I mean, he's mentioned on uh, Comedy Central's uh, Daily Show. Uh, he was all over Twitter. Um, and uh, finally, somebody was uh, given Quilty. It was a... They said, anyone who gets him, you better damn well know how to, like, be smarter than this cat because he's going to get out of your house, too. And uh, so far, all reports are from the guy who did um, get Quilty that now that Quilty's in a regular house, he is just the sweetest, happiest guy. He's a cuddler. He definitely, yeah, rules the, the roost. Um, but there, I'm, I'm looking at a picture of him, um, and he is so happy. He is asleep in his new owner's arms. Um, and so the latest update on, on Quilty is this. Uh, he is the king of the house. He loves to be held like a baby and have his tummy rubbed and looks down on his human minions to do his bidding. He has us all wrapped around his little paws for sure. Anytime he is ignored, he just starts meowing really loudly and then bam, he's being loved and spoiled. Uh, so um, he still sleeps under the covers with us. All is going well. So he is... Um, hasn't apparently attempted to escape um, at all. So there you have it. There are videos online of him jumping up to get the door. I mean, it's just amazing. It made my day the other day. You know, stuff like that. Oh, geez. God bless him. I mean, one of them just shows him pawing. I mean, you know, he's pawing at the window, pawing at the door. Um, apparently, he managed to uh, crash a staff meeting at one point. When the <laughs> There's nothing like a great cat. So there you have it, Quilty. Uh, God bless him. We need such stories in this day and age. You know... Uh, 
What? Um, this is from Roger. A good friend of ours has a crazy uncle, Nick, living in California. He's the family genius the sun rose and set for when he was growing up. He is now a retired surgeon, so he's no idiot, except maybe he is, because he sends me this. A couple of days ago, he and his wife attended an exceptional and understandably emotionally provocative production of Jesus Christ Superstar. It was replete with historically informative lyrics, by, as well as the... I don't understand where this goes, and I can't get any more of it. So I'm sorry, Roger. It didn't all... I mean, so? What? What does this have to do with anything? The subject line is Trump is Jesus Christ Superstar. Is that what it is? It was a Jesus Christ Superstar with Trump as the uh, as Jesus? Might have been. Uh, Barbara is multitasking, meaning she's watching this and watching the... Well, I, you know, here, let me... Um, let's look at um, the guy for whom this... Uh, this is a huge, huge, huge uh, day. And that is the attorney for the Democrats who is going to be um, doing the questioning. Um, the way it works is he will, he will question um, each of the witnesses for, what is it, 45 minutes? And, um, and then, they'll, then they'll let the congress people in but um this guy who will get to know because he's going to be it sort of falls on him to elicit from the witnesses a simple enough story that anyone anyone just barely paying attention can see that a crime was committed by the president in this phone call. Um, the guy who will be the uh, a, the attorney is um, comes out of the Southern District uh, of New York. Uh, he worked, in fact, under Preet Bahara, who Trump fired um, when he came into office. And uh, this guy clearly then has dealt with a lot of really intense, uh, high-profile cases. Um, he, he has put uh, white-collar criminals uh, behind bars. He has put mobsters uh, behind bars. And... He apparently is really good at what, well, we'll see. The, the word on him is that nothing is too complex for him. He has a powerful presence. And uh, this is actually from Preet Bahara, his former boss. Uh, to the extent, he says, that the public will be watching and looking for a credible questioner. I think they will be very impressed with Dan Goldman. So that's the guy. Um, 
This is his uh, his big, and the public testimony is, uh, I guess, beginning uh, now. So it ain't easy knowing that you're prosecuting. I mean, the guy on the Republican side, too, uh, apparently is not quite as flamboyant, but um, also uh, a pretty reputable and uh, smart cookie. And these two guys are in for the um, trial of their lives because, uh, you know, they've never done a case in which there's a jury of 11 million people (laughs) that they have to deal with. I don't know how, I mean, I don't know. That's what they're saying. They think the audience will be 11 million. I'm sure at some points it will be more than that as people get dribs and drabs of the testimony um, themselves. So uh, he was hired only in March. He was hired by Adam Schiff. Um, So let's hope Mr. Goldman is, uh, is up to the task. I don't know. He slept last night. I slept okay, but I don't know. I would not have slept if I were he would not have slept oh my god the funniest thing i read today why did i just do that the funniest thing i read today was um that apparently jared kushner has been aggressively aggressively uh insisting and i guess this is going to happen that there be a wall cam he wants wherever Trump's wall is actually being constructed, he wants us to be able to tune in whenever we want to see the progress uh, on, on the wall. Now, the reality is, of course, that watching a huge wall being built does not strike me as great TV, but it is, for their purposes, obviously, uh, a way to uh, let their base know that, see, we're doing it. Apparently, the contractors involved in actually building the wall are very much opposed to this, as is uh, the uh, border patrol. Because what happens when they build the wall is that sometimes we encroach the builders on... Um, Mexican territory. <laughs> they don't want that seen. They don't want, and the contractors say that they have certain proprietary ways that they build their walls, and they don't want any of their competitors seeing how they build the wall. Who knows what? But, um, you know, about as exciting as watching paint dry, I am sure. But this is uh, genius Kushner's latest uh, latest way to waste uh, taxpayer uh, dollars. Uh, this is goes uh, apparently objections also from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers and, as I said, senior Customs and Border Patrol uh, people. Uh, but they're going to put it up. Uh, the reality is, is less than four miles of the wall. <laughs> That's all they built. Four miles. 
they haven't even acquired most of the land that they, it's private land, a lot of it. They got to buy it from people. Um, and many are reluctant uh, sellers. So then you get into eminent domain and all that crap. So they don't even have the paperwork done to get the wall where they're needed, needed to go. Um, most of the land in Texas that this wall will go up on is on privately owned land. Uh, the government owns all of four miles. Uh, but Kushner thinks this is a brilliant um, idea. 24-hour wall cam. I mean, I got into watching the eagle's nest the first time we could do that, and I did spend a lot of time just watching eggs. <laughs> and every once in a while, you know, an eagle would fly in and sit on them. But yeah, you're, you're, at least that's nature. That's something that, you know, you know something is going to happen. But uh, I, who the hell would watch the wall cam? This is something that the president has, uh, has put on uh, Kushner's plate himself. And uh, so there you have it. The wall cam coming soon. It's not, it's not there uh, yet. Um, it, it is unclear how much this will cost us taxpayers. Uh, the <laughs> there has been no indication that anyone in the public is clamoring to watch the wall be built, but there are people in the White House who uh, definitely uh, wants this. Uh, Pretty much the only thing we've seen of the wall thus far has been um, has been pictures showing that smugglers have already just sawed right through it and um, are continuing their criminal activities apace. Uh, so most of what has been built, if somebody wants to say they've been done more than four miles, they've been done about 80 miles, but four miles is of new construction. The 81 miles are of essentially replacement that where a wall already stood, but it wasn't quite as big and beautiful and perfect as Trump's wall. So that wall uh, is most of what has been done where, you know, a higher wall has been put um, up. You know, speaking of Kushner, by the way, uh, you know, and, and speaking of, you, you know, the vile uh, dictator of Turkey, uh, which purports to be a democracy, is uh, going to be welcomed at the White House today. This is the guy who uh, slaughtered Kurds, who, but because Donald Trump said, yeah, okay, go ahead. Do it. I, I know they've been our allies, but screw them. Um, and Erdogan is coming to the White House today. Uh, amazing. And this, after the Congress of the United States just overwhelmingly finally acknowledged that Turkey was responsible for a, uh, a 
a genocide of Armenians at uh, the turn of the last century. Erdogan is really PO'd about that. He's PO'd about a lot of things, and so he's come to shake down uh, Donald Trump uh, a little bit more. The fact that he is welcomed there while the Kurds are still running for their lives, welcomed here in Washington at the White House, is just so sickening. But uh, maybe Trump is hoping that that will take some attention away from the impeachment hearing. But I mentioned uh, Erdogan specifically because I was thinking about Kushner. And what happens when you live in a banana republic, which I got news for you, under Trump we do. When you live in a place where there's an autocrat, autocrats don't trust anybody. And we see that Trump does not. Erdogan does not either. And they have a very small circle around them. And those circles tend to get smaller and smaller, understandably, as the autocrat you know, gets more and more paranoid. Trump's circle has shrunk so much so that really the only people he trusts are his family. And Erdogan is not that much different. So it turns out that a lot of stuff has been delegated to the guy who married Erdogan's daughter, Erdogan's Kushner, and the guy who married Trump's daughter, Kushner. And these two have essentially set up, um, there's also another son-in-law involved of some Turkish oligarch who now actually works for the Kushner business. The there is a no matter what you look into when you look into how this white house does business there is a stench that arises and what's particularly funny is republicans don't smell any of that but they smell hunter biden now i would agree that hunter biden never should have taken that position because the family members of presidents need to be extremely careful about appearing to, and in fact benefiting from, their, in all these cases, father's position. And that has not always been the case. So while Hunter Biden, what he did was not illegal. It just doesn't look right. Because if his name weren't Hunter Biden, there's no way he's sitting on a board of a Ukrainian gas company. For that matter, the same is true of Trump's children and in-laws as well. So for them to be making such a big to-do about Hunter Biden when their nepotistic uh, family uh, knows no bounds in terms of how they're enriching themselves. 
as a result of uh, Donald Trump's position. God almighty, you can't make it up. Here's something else I need to talk about. I am sickened by all the headlines I saw uh, coming out of the Supreme Court yesterday, the fact that they heard uh, the, the case on DACA yesterday, the Dreamers, and everyone is reporting that it seemed obvious for anyone watching that the five Republicans on the court are going to let Trump kill the program. They're going to say it's okay. Why is he killing the program? He's killing the program because, like Obamacare, it was one of Barack Obama's signature uh, successes. And anything Barack Obama did has got to be undone. This is insane for Trump. Because if the court does what it appears they're going to do, saying that these, these people brought here when they were children are tough for them. I don't care if all they do is speak English. I don't care if the only country they've ever known is the United States. I don't care if they are now adults, they're students, they're college students. We're going to deport them? There are almost one million of them. There's actually more, but there's almost one million that are registered under the Dreamers Act, where they went to the government and openly said, yes, I am undocumented, I was brought here when I was five, blah, 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 and so then they have protections under DACA. So if the court decides that Trump has the right to get rid of the program, this decision will come down in the midst of his re-election campaign. And I cannot imagine the bad press. I can't imagine the stories, the human interest stories, of people now age 32, 33, married to Americans, uh, leaders in their communities, children who have children of their own now and they're going to be deported for a crime that they did not commit a five-year-old is not going to say to their parents I really don't think we should do this since then I will be in jeopardy so I'm sickened by the fact that First of all, both Trump appointees to the court apparently were just blasé about all of that. I don't see why he can't do it, says Kavanaugh. Gorsuch, I don't see a problem here. My heart goes out to these people. I, I have met a few I have been blown away by the the two young women I have met who live here in Pittsburgh who came as children, who went to high schools in Pittsburgh, who are every bit as American as as I am, who pay taxes, who've lived their lives here, 
and this Republican court and this Republican president are going to now what? Say they're illegal aliens, rapists, murderers. They've invaded our country and then we're going to throw them out. It's an unrecognizable country to many of us. And it, it, the thing is, it's, it's a country you don't feel pride in. So, you know, can, I, again, how can you say the land of the free and the home of the brave? How can you sing lines like that or I pledge allegiance to a country? And that, and that one ends what? With liberty and justice for all? Bullshit! Excuse me. Ryan, come in. I heard, heard the word bullshit. And I just had well, that's why, that's your, your cue. That's my cue. <laughs> Ryan Dito, senior editor of Pittsburgh City Paper. Have you been watching the... Um, I've been following on Twitter a little bit. Anything major? No, nothing that. I think the shift's just giving his remarks. I think I'm just high up, stuck high up. Yeah, so they haven't really gotten into the the stuff yet. No, I don't believe so. All right. It's going to be an all-day affair. Oh, it's going to be a few weeks affair. Yeah, yeah. And I'm taking it rather personally. That... Why that it's uh what that my audience no is that's right definitely I was just gonna I was just gonna say that first thing I was gonna come in and be like oh man I bet everybody all your audience members are probably watching that no they're, they're actually they not all of them are some okay. some have let me know that they're watching they can check catch it later or they're multitasking yeah. as they say sometimes it's better I think to um read it do it, read later. it later yeah read something later maybe watch yeah. something later yeah uh, the wrap up because there's probably a lot of stuff that's uh, more inconsequential um. Oh, God. Okay. That's about the Dick's uh, CEO. Oh, that's who that is, yeah. I know. Yeah. I, he looked familiar, and I, oh, I was okay. like, who is that? The CEO of Dick's. That's right. One of, my favorite, one of my favorite CEOs. He's a pretty good CEO. I don't have a lot of favorite yeah, CEOs. Yeah, I don't think I like any of them, but... <laughs> no, <laughs> but this is a good, no, he's higher. a good guy. Yeah, yeah. No, he's a good guy. Yeah, I think I checked his... Um, he has a heart, a soul, yeah. and a moral uh, center. Well, he used to... He used to give mostly to Republicans for his thing, but then after after Parkland, he really did switch. Like, he gave, he started giving all his money to, like, uh, Democrats, yeah. which I think is, not that, you know, but I just think that um, says a lot about somebody that he really does seem to care about this his, issue, his, because Democrats want to change gun laws. His name is Ed Stack. Yeah. And I'm not sure why they're um, headquartered here. He's not from here. No, it's like from like uh, New York, like Binghamton, New York or something like that. Yeah, originally. so I mean he's, but somehow this is headquartered. And any time you need anything that is sold at one of these outdoorsy stores. Mm -hmm. Sporting goods store. You got to go to Dick's. You got to support this guy. You don't go to, what's that horrible one? Cabela or what? Oh, Cabela, sure, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. I mean, there's a lot Rural of them. Rural King, that's another one okay. that's really emerging. Um, well, anyway, I'll get, I'll get yeah. into this later. But, the, uh, yeah, I like him, and I've been yeah. wanting to um, sing his praises. Uh what else did I want to talk to you about? Oh, my God, my arch nemesis. I mean it. My arch nemesis has announced she's running for state attorney general, Heather Heidelbaugh. Oh, Heather. I know Heather. 
You do? <laughs> I do. When she was on county council. Yeah, when I first got here, uh, started reporting. I was reporting a lot on county council, and Heather was on. Uh, she was the at-large Republican uh, there. Yeah, she's quite the character. I know Heather because for a time there, there was a television show on uh, the public station here, WQED, okay. that aired on Friday nights that was sort of like a Washington Week in Review. Oh, I see. Yeah, and it had two conservatives and two liberals. Okay. Well, needless to say, Heather was one of the conservatives, <laughs> and sense. I was one of the liberals. Oh boy! And I got to tell you, yeah. Over, I, I mean, we could be, um, you know, uh, cordial. Yeah. In uh, private. Yeah. We could, on occasion, do some girl talk stuff. Yeah, she's very cordial in private. Yes, I would say. Yes. Mm-hmm. But she's. Scary. <laughs> and she, I cannot tell you how many times on that show her response to something I said yeah. was, Shame on you. <laughs> Is that like your catchphrase? <laughs> shame <laughs> on you. I would think that's not an argument. Yeah. Heather. Well, but I mean, she's she. I mean, like at least from from like my observations and what you're talking about now, she seems to be like that very prototypical, um, I think, conservative Republican that exists right now. Whereas in private, they're all like, "Hey, we're like kind of friends, right?" And ha ha ha, let's like joke and they're like, "Oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah, you are kind of nice and all this stuff." When once the public goes on, oh man, fire breathers. Oh no, you know. Oh, I know. And, They'll kill you. And you're right. No arguments for anything. Oh. Just just language that is that is totally extreme, like you know, rhetoric that is basically used yeah. to try to kill arguments without anything. Yeah. You know, without any actual point. Oh, man. Like you know, stuff like saying shame or I think I, I responded to someone on Twitter who's like a Republican operative and I'm like, man, you use the word extremist a lot. Like everybody who doesn't agree with you is an it's extremist. extremist. Right. And it's right. like that is like I thought I thought this was about civility. I thought this was about these things. And it's like it's it's just funny that I think like liberals get attacked on those things. And it's like this has been the Republican playbook for a while. For, now. Uh, yeah. You and, know? you know, after a while, I got to the point where I said to myself, why am I spending the beginning of my weekend? Yeah. With Heather. I know <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and on top of it, having to look nice and be a makeup on and all that crap. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, there was, I can't remember the, 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 the particular reason, but there was a show on, this show was called 4802. Don't okay. ask me. Really dumb name. Wow. Stupid yeah. name. Pittsburgh week would have been perfect. I know. 4802. <laughs> you know what, why 4802? Uh, why? That's the address of WQED, forty eight oh two Fifth Avenue. That's right. Yeah. My like my my son here. still he makes more forty eight oh two jokes than you can imagine. I mean, I out of the blue, out of the blue. It deservedly so. Yeah, right, I think. Right, right, yeah. Right, right. As yeah. a matter of fact, he hey, owned, he owned oh hey oh hey you watching forty eight oh two oh yeah it's my favorite hey hey turn on forty eight oh two that's right <laughs> he he actually had to write me a check the other day, um and and he said what should I put on the memo line and I said you don't have to put anything on the memo line you can put you know yeah uh, this and he said oh okay whatever and I looked at the check actually this morning forty eight oh two. 
<laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to try to pull some of these uh, episodes up. Okay, so for some reason, the other liberal on that the night that was my last night was um, City Council Southside Bruce Kraus. Bruce Kraus, and he was not a normal. Uh, well, I don't want to say Bruce. You're, it's not that you're not normal. Yeah. You were not a regular. Oh, oh, so oh, he was the there, he and, I was there. and for show. some reason, I cannot imagine, but she came at me that night in a way that was so, I, I was literally, you know, like. <laughs> Mouth open. And yeah. I was almost shaking when the show was done. My, I was thinking, I'm going to have a stroke. I yeah. mean, I, I, I yeah. felt dizzy. Yeah. Bruce Krause, who is a recovering alcoholic put his arm around me. I barely knew the guy. Uh-huh. And he said, you come with me. We're going to go to a bar. Wow. You need a drink. Wow. Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> Good what for you, a Bruce. sweet yeah. thing. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Oh, my God. And he sat there with me while I shook and like, and then I thought, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not doing this Wow. I'm not doing it. You got Heidelbod. Yeah. Yeah. But here's the good news. After I quit, they dumped the show. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> you were the pillar holding up 4802. You were the... You <laughs> <laughs> Heather. Oh, man. Wow. So, yeah. Your little Friday night. Uh, yeah. So, she's going to run against... AG, she doesn't yeah. have a chance. No. No. No, okay. I don't think. I mean, I mean, like, just look at her political career here. I mean, if you want to have a chance to win a statewide seat in Pennsylvania, you better at least be popular in Allegheny County, where you're from. You better be more popular than a Republican, just an average Republican, would be. You, you you need to be like Tom Corbett was, you know, you know, when he ran the first time. You know what I mean? Like, yes. not 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 as a governor, which is like really unpopular, but um, like, you need to have that. Um, uh, yeah, you need to have like a more of a popularity. I would think someone like Guy Rushenthaler would be somebody who Republicans would want to run for a statewide seat. Oh, you know, oh, I know it'd be brutal. I agree, but oh, I'm saying is that he he has more of a I I mean like I guess like appeal to like more more voters than someone like Heather does because Heather's really divisive and like she's also just like burned all these bridges, you know, and she she <laughs> certainly burned mine. <laughs> and. Um, yeah, she was just like uh, when she was on council, she was just like, and actually, uh, I actually connected with her at first on council because she was so like her main purpose there was to try to under undermine Fitzgerald. Sure, you know, well, of course. And it was like, oh, cool, you know. <laughs> and uh, um, but 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 she was so like a zealot about it that it, it right. you know it just it just got to this point where it's like Heather, you're not making any grounds and you're not. It's not working. So change strategies. Think of these other things. And then again, I think I think her in private is a totally different person than her in public, which I think show that that's bad. That's bad. That is right. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty much the same in yeah. public and private. Yeah, At least same. what I think. Yeah. Although I'm quieter in private. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I'm much quieter. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're I'm louder yeah, in you're private. Louder. Okay. Then well, I am, I'm, I'm already very loud. I think some people who meet me are sort of stunned that I'm sort of. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'm quiet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Heather, I mean, yeah, she could be, yeah, like your best friend. Yeah. And then the red light on the camera goes <laughs> yeah. 
And she I, would stick. Uh, yeah. She how can you? How can you? How can you? How can you trust a politician like that, though? Right? How can you know what they're actually standing for? Watch. And and like how they would like if you're if you're the AG if you're the Attorney General like how would you prosecute certain criminals? How would you um you know uphold our uphold our our um, state laws? You know, um, it's hard to say. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about is this. Did I see something in, in the PG uh, today? I was speaking of Fitzgerald, who is mm-hmm. our county executive, um, where he is behind, uh, obviously, an intelligent effort mm-hmm. to reduce the number of municipalities. Municipal, municipal de- disincorporation. Disincorporation. Voluntarily. Voluntary, voluntary municipal, disin- municipal, voluntary dis- municipal disincorporation. <laughs> which, is, which is what I tweeted last night, just like in all caps, because I'm excited about that kind of effort. <laughs> there are 130 separate towns. Municipalities, municipal- yeah. I'm sorry, even towns are, uh, you know, like six houses. Yeah. Um, Boroughs, uh, villages, villages, townships, townships cities. C- cities. Cities. There's three in cities in, Alleg- in, 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 Allegheny, in Allegheny County. County. Yeah. And let me tell you, one of the reasons we're having trouble getting um, uh, good voting equipment here is there's not a voting uh, equipment maker who can handle... Uh, they said, what? You have 130 municipalities? The most of any large county in the country. This is insanity. Yeah. You talk about a duplication of services. You talk about a waste of money. You talk about nonsense, all these little fiefdoms. Well, it's, it's, it's also it's hard because, um, like, take, 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 take a town like Braddock, which um, has had its population just decimated. Yeah, decimated. It was 20,000 at its yeah. peak. It's 2,000 now. And um, you think of that, like, how do you offer services? Because services are paid through, you know... Property taxes. Property taxes, no. exactly. And the thing about Braddock is that they've had to raise their property taxes so much. They're super high. You know which, what? Which, like, isn't, like, as big a deal as you would think just on paper. Well, but it is if you live there and yeah. don't have any money. Yeah, but, I mean, the assessed value of their homes you know is so low because it's so Wilkinsburg it's so has the same yeah. problem. Yes. I mean, Wilkinsburg has marvelous houses in it. It does, And I yeah. know a lot of people who want to buy those houses because the... Price is really yeah. reasonable. Yeah. Then they look at the property tax. And it's really hard. It's yeah. way high yeah. because they don't have the tax base. Yes. And it's necessary. so different and it's so and it's so disparate. All over. So you the Braddock, which is really high, Wilkinsburg is really high. And then you go Then to, you got and, upper and then you go Claire to townships. You, or no, no, especially these townships. Especially like, 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 like Marshall or Pine. Uh, you know, you know, in the North Hills, which are wealthy. They their property taxes are nothing because they don't need them to be high because their because their thing is because their because their you know tax base is growing and it's rich and the impact on obviously public education yeah is yeah which is huge tied. yeah this is insanity yeah. so so there was an effort some years ago to get the state legislature what was there was a there was yeah there was yeah. a bill that was passed that would that would allow. It, and, and, that so, would allow and so it's still a really heavy lift because it would just allow the municipalities in Allegheny County to voluntarily, to voluntarily say, okay, we, yes. but then, where, then who it do they the become? A, then they oh. become a... Well, this one would basically mean that their services would be provided by, by the, the county. county. Okay. So, and that's another thing is that it's not like you would... N- I don't know you would necessarily like lose 
your identity. I think that's a big thing to a lot of older people who live in these in these in these areas is they don't want to lose their identity as this is my town, which is a little overly nostalgic well, hey, in my opinion. But I, I live in Pittsburgh, but if you ask me, I live in you know Point Breeze. You yeah. don't have to lose your community. Exactly. Pittsburghers you will tell you that. Yeah, I live in Bloomfield. I tell, yeah, I love exactly. Bloomfield. I, I live in Lawrenceville. I live in Polish yeah. Hill. I mean, come on. Yeah, and so bullshit. And so yeah, you um. Basically, the services that are provided by this, the boroughs and the towns right now, like police officers, like community centers, stuff like that, would 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 be taken over by the county. The county would then do it. Okay, so my understanding is is that bill passed the Senate. The, state the Senate. Senate. Yeah, and it was and it was championed by a former state senator, Republican state senator Randy Velakovich, who who used to represent North Hills in Pittsburgh, and then he lost his seat. Uh, to a Republican, and then that Republican lost his seat to uh, um, Lindsey Williams, uh, a Democrat. But um, anyway, so it does have a bipartisan behind it. If that if that matters, but the to guy anybody, who but, it is, it's bipartisan. Sure. It you know, but but, but I mean, it's being it held up in the state house. Rational, yeah. held up in the state house by one the the speaker. Always Terzai. Yeah, Mike Terzai. Yeah. Will someone get that guy out? It's tough, man. He's got a lot of money, and I mean, like his district is definitely shifting um, to support more Democrats. But there needs to be somebody who, um, yeah, I don't know. I I I I keep having this daydream that Dom Costa would move out of the city and into the North Hills, and then he would run against Terzai. Do you think he could? Yeah, because I I I think anybody who's like a moderate Democrat who's like a cop or like a you know you know a they soldier or something they would that's the that's the kind of candidate that seems to be really appealing to suburban Allegheny County voters is moderate whatever uh, whatever that means could just be on paper or whatever it doesn't really matter because most voters don't even know what moderate is just saying well it's um, a subjective term yeah, I don't know what's is. moderate yeah, to exactly, you exactly 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 and so like basically just like. Like Connor Lamb. If you just have a bunch of Connor Lamb clones that would run for state house, you probably could take out people like Terzai. So at least that's what that's what I've been been learning from the election results over the years and what suburban count you know, suburban voters want versus. So this city is a big want. thing for um uh Fitzgerald. He really wants to Oh yeah, he's been talking about this for a while. He's he, he he's always really wanted this. I know that like there were efforts uh before when uh, Luke Ravenstall was mayor and Dan Anorato was county uh, executive to try to do like a city county consolidation. That's like basically impossible in in by law. You know, it, yeah, it's exactly. impossible in our state. It's not like other well, states Philadelphia that have done it. Did it. Well, Philadelphia, I think, was always it, and it's a first class city, and we're not a first. Oh, class. Oh, we're not first class. Yeah, we don't nearly have the population to become no, first class. You have to be over don't. a million. No. And and the city is only three hundred thousand, so it'll never we're be that. We're second second class. We're definitely you know we're yeah. traveling in That's steerage. Stupid. I don't I don't understand who I don't understand. Who the, came I don't up understand the framers crap. of the Pennsylvania no, Constitution when they came up they with this thinking? first second class third what class stuff. Bull. It's bullshit. I don't even. But know it's just that. bull. Anyway, <laughs> other 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 towns like Nashville, Indianapolis have 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 successfully done city county consolidation. Um, it's, 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 it's not like a, it's not like a necessarily like a, a silver bullet to any problems that, you know, areas have, but it would be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the, like at least have some boroughs just, you know, just incorporate so they, so they can, I don't know, you know, survive a little better. Yeah. 
you know. People don't even know their own self-interest. It's just beyond belief. It's tough. We have so much entertainment that distracts people, in my opinion. But Well, yeah. <laughs> that's the culture. It's or, an entertainment or, culture. Or even the impeachment stuff, which I think re- is really important and people should watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that drags everybody's attention. And anybody who is on the, like, like uh, I guess. Cusp one way yeah, or the other. You know, cusp of caring about politics. Yeah. Those people are like impeachment no i know i know and then like we're like hey we have a da race district attorney like does all this stuff and it's like who what and it's like oh no, no I know. it's really important because we know. have way too many people in jail uh anyway uh but yes you retweeted something here and i don't do you know enough about this um, oh yeah well i mean i, I like i know chris and he's, okay. he's really knowledgeable he's, okay well here's you retweeted this mm-hmm. 30 years ago the mayor then sophie masloff only, only, only woman mayor I've ever had. I loved her. Yeah, she sounds God, like I really love, oh, the she best. Oh, she a yeah. wondrous character. By the way, there's a new book out okay. on Sophie. Oh. And I'm going to have the author. Oh, uh, cool. I, I oh, that'll be good. I haven't called the author, but I'll have her on. <laughs> um, Sophie Maslow, it says here, did what may be the second or even for the number one most politically courageous act, what, of this in, in the city. Yeah, or yeah. So what did she, can you do? You remember what it is? She well, I read did? that thread, right? And it, and it it sounds like what was happening in the city of Pittsburgh is, um, young people uh, in the area were um, not really encouraged to live in the city because the wage tax was too high. Basically, do you remember the wage tax, guys? Because I do. Yeah. You no, well, no, I, I don't. I don't, I don't I, remember no, it. you don't. But when I ca- I was stunned. I had never known that a city could have. Yeah. Could tax my wages. <laughs> I mean, the city's t- taxing them, the yeah. state's taxing yeah, them, the feds, the feds yeah. are taxing it. What the? F- I was stunned. Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, it was huge. Yeah. It was high. Sounds like what what happened was it it was too high, but the only way to lower it would to you know offset the city budget would be to raise another tax. So 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 if you lower this you know wage tax in order to um, encourage more young people to move in the city who are, you know, more likely the, to be renters. Um, where you get the money. Then the exactly where you get the money. So then she decided to raise the property she tax. She raised the property And tax. raising property taxes is obviously It's really, almost always politically, uh, it's suicide. Yeah, it's really, really hard. Especially when you do it just like at, like one like one mayor is like behind it instead of like what we, we did just raise our property taxes in Pittsburgh, but it was like, a uh, 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 coordinated ballot referendum that was like, oh, here's this thing, and it's like a quid pro quo kind of like you vote for this and you get this, and right. that's easier in voters' minds to be like, right. why are you raising my taxes? And um, so she w- she she was able to do that, uh, which which is remarkable. I mean, that is remarkable to be like the fact that definitely older property owners vote at much higher rates than younger renters of you know in cities. So you're Without basically saying. You know, oh, we're doing yeah. this to help this other person. And, like, politically, that's, that's like, really um, – it is, you know, it is courageous. And what's funny about this thread is that apparently, like, the school district just raised – Yeah, so what they, happens, they, she does that, and then the school district says, hey – well, this and is another thing about this is another thing about Pennsylvania that's weird is that we like the school district is also its own government. Yes, it's, it's its own tax- government, right? In the same way that like your county now, and your city me, is, and the school district and is speaking too. Of no that, one knows anything about it. The mayor, me. the current mayor, Bill Peduto, is talking about. He thinks that the Pittsburgh public schools 
should should be taken over. Yeah, should go under Act 47, which is which is what the city of Pittsburgh used to be, which is like it's kind of like state bankruptcy, basically, where the state monitors your financial situations and you have a lot less uh, freedom to kind of do what you want. Now, how do they pull that off if you're talking about a whole other? Um, I guess the state legislature would have to vote on it. But um, I mean, because like. Like I said, like there is a know, sense that the school board. I think Johnstown yeah. is still in Act 47. There's some cities that are still in it. But there is a sense that the school board is not uh, fiduciarily responsible. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's why they want to take it over because there's too oh, much. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. is a sense that the school board is not doing a great job. You know. But I, again, I don't. I don't. I kind of wish we had more reporters at City Paper because I would love somebody who could like figure out what's going on at the school board. I don't know. I don't. You know, here's the problem. I remember somebody telling me who works at the Post Gazette. They used to have I don't know how many education reporters because they covered again with all these bailiwicks. They had to cover not just Pittsburgh public schools, but there. Oh uh, yeah, there's think a ton of, of there's, 500 there's million of school districts. School districts. One person can't do that. Yeah, Northgate, North Hills, Fox uh, Chapel, you know, North Allegheny Fox Chapel, and every one Quaker of them Valley. is a place where, yeah, tax dollars come into and tax mm-hmm. dollars are dispersed. So and confusing. Pe- it's so incredibly so, confusing. So um, that's that's another. God, we are. You're right. The framers who struck who made the structure that we're. It would make sense. Under. It would make sense in a in a country or a state or region that had a much higher rate of participatory democracy, and we don't. No. No, but it, but but I mean, it would make sense if we had voting rates that were in the ninety percent. You know, if we had no, that's what I'm saying. Like I, I I think it would because then you would have people who do it. Like you know, what's that famous Churchill quote where it's like you know, democracy is the worst form of government except for the others or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Um. And and like. I think that I think that makes sense when you have everyone participating, but when you have such low rates, like what was our uh, what was our voting rate for the last race? Twenty four percent, which is like so again, and 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 that's for the municipalities. That's the thing that's fractured the most, right? So the things that's like fractured and that is the most complicated. You're only having rates at twenty four percent. I mean, which is really. Hello. Those are just of registered voters. Those don't even aren't of just like. No, it's almost like you know you can't. Okay, we don't deserve a democracy if you have that rate of participation. Yeah, but no, I mean, I mean like that's like always been my thing is like, hey, let's like just at least increase the participation. That actually, what's funny about increasing participation? The Republicans actually, are against it. I'll well, tell yeah, you that. But what's funny is that it actually makes things more moderate. Like because well, I'm sure that the, would be true. Yes, that's well, what, of course. That, that's why I don't understand why the Republicans are so against it. Because really, it should be the progressives that are like, nah. Because like they want to see like Summer Lee win and they want to see like Sarah Navarro win and stuff like that. But but if you actually had more people, because most people don't understand the workings of government, they're gonna pick the moderate just out of ignorance. In my opinion, that's where well, I think not a lot necessarily of well, I, I I think a lot. Well, I mean, I guess ignorance is a really hard harsh <laughs> word, but yeah, I uh, might choose a moderate on occasion. Yeah, that's true, but I'm not going to. <laughs> and um, but um, but I mean, but I think a lot of it comes down to that. At least my observations of how government works and stuff like that. Like, let's take like Fitzgerald, right? He's I would consider him a moderate. 
you know, like, you know, for the area. He's I mean, he's a he's a moderate Democrat for sure in terms of his like pro business stances and pro energy stances. And, uh, you know, he supports um, social things and stuff like that. But like when he went on KDK the other day to talk about fracking, it was just like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Or he does know, and he's just, like, trying to play both sides and saying it. And you have someone like Marty Griffin interviewing him, who's an idiot. And, like, sorry, Marty. Um, but, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he doesn't know what he's talking about. And I, 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 I think that, like, but, again, you bring more people in. Listen, when it comes yeah. to, though, the, the fracking thing that's going on, yeah. uh, Peduto is, is the odd man out. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he's the got right the person. Governor, he's he's you the got, correct you person, You got though, all these other Democrats say. from the governor yeah. yes. and on da- even, That's right. Even Fetterman? I don't Well, well no. Yeah, I, I don't think he's weighed in, and honestly, he should. Well, because he was, when, when he ran for Senate, he was for a moratorium on fracking. So, yeah, you but know, now he's, uh, he's sort of shifted. working for a guy. Who's, yes. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think he wants to talk about it. And I, I'm probably going to write a story about trying to get people to talk about it because it seems like a little bit hypocritical. But... Um, we don't talk about fracking, but I I just think like you know with participating and all these other things like I told you it, it'd be more moderate if more people participated, which would probably make most more people happy <laughs> if they actually just played the game. Speaking of making people not happy, not me, not Ryan. No, but but like, I'm gonna make yeah. you happy because yeah. I ever since I've uh, been talking to Ryan, um, I now see stories all the time about bikes. Because that's your thing. That is, yeah. Well, did you happen to see this story in the uh, in the New York Times? Mm-mm. Copenhagen. Yeah. That's where you want to be. Paradise. Do you know the song? Wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. No. <laughs> what is Once I sailed away, <laughs> but I'm home today. Singing Copenhagen. <laughs> wonderful. Okay. Um, it says here, Everybody rides bikes. There is, I mean, I think the commute rate's like sixty percent or something. It's uh, people here use their bikes in any weather. I mean, and Copenhagen, it's, it's cold it's there. Rainy. In any weather, they carry their young. They carry the sick on bikes, the elderly, even the dead. Wow. There is actually a mortuary kind of uh, of. Operates there's a bicycle mortuary service <laughs> that wow. that pedals the deceased to okay. their final destinations. Wow. Um, That's how I want to go. <laughs> I know you yeah. do. <laughs> so I'm telling you, <laughs> Copenhagen. Here it says on a recent soggy. You're right. It's always raining. Soggy Monday. So rainy. A yeah. woman in high heels and a trench coat pedaled a cargo bike. Now a cargo bike is a tricycle essentially yeah kind of yeah it's got yeah, like it's, it's got, got two yeah. mm-hmm. and it's you know it's you can carry it, a lot in you it. can carry a lot hundreds and of pounds. she was carrying three kids three toddlers and taking them to who knows where school a, a plumber traversed uh also on a cargo bike uh most of the bikes are those old upright yeah. Ones. yeah. And when I was in Amsterdam, yeah. it was the same thing. Oh yeah, that's also a bike they too. They have the right of way. You don't want to be in a car, and you know what? You don't see obese people either. Yeah. Everybody's fit. Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. These cities are flat. Sure. That's a big part of it. 
Yeah. These cities are flat. Yeah, that helps. But a lot of American cities are flat too. And if you look at yeah. the and if you look at the cities where like let's take let's take Indianapolis for example, which is a cow pasture flat. It's yes. super flat. Yes. It t- yep, look at totally the bike flat. infrastructure there. None. None. Worse than well, Pittsburgh. No, that's a car- oh, yeah. Well, Worse than totally. Pittsburgh. So like I, that's that's the thing about I, like you know that whole flat argument is like I agree that it is better to bike in a flat place. Let's take Florida for for example. Oh my goodness. Flat. Florida. Flat. Flattest state in the country. Like it is okay. unbelievably flat, it's and it's flat. also super warm all the time and sunny and, and they nice. Don't bike. Nowhere do they bike. They have terrible bike infrastructure. I, I mean, it's just non-existent. You have to bike on the sidewalks, and and it, so you know, I think that argument is is a good one in in the fact that like yes, it is harder in a hilly city like Pittsburgh, but San Francisco has great biking rates, and San Francisco is way hillier than Pittsburgh. It says right here that women in labor have been known to bike. <laughs> You just have to. You just Hospital. have to. You just have it's to. You just, just have to change the roads. You have to change the roads that are more friendly to bikes. You have to separate the bike infrastructure. You have to make sure that you are protected, whether that's bollards or 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 curbs or something that separates you from the right. cars. Right. And you have to. Right. That's the priority. If you make that the priority, people will bike. And I just want to tell Ryan. This is. We're going to end on this so yeah. that Ryan can leave here happy. When it snows in Copenhagen. Bike lanes are always plowed first. It's possible. It's possible. Ah! A different world is possible. <laughs> See how happy he is? All right. That's it. I yes. thank you. Yes, thank I you. I thank you. See you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. And I'll catch up with the, you know what, uh, oh, yeah, impeachment. Yeah, that thing. from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.